Welcome to the Level 85 Rogue Podcast, Fleshy. What you're about to hear may hurt those delicate little ears of yours. Such gutter speak is sometimes not for ears like yours. Perhaps my blade may amend that situation for you. Prepare to shadow dance. You don't have enough energy. For the Forsaken. Welcome to this week's episode of Level 85 Undead Rogue Podcast. Joining me as always is my panda-powered partner in Pew Pew and QQ James. Throne car, friend. Hey James, guess what? What's that? I hear the Alliance are having a bitching party in Dustwallow March next week. Sometime, maybe you think, on Tuesday? Yeah? Maybe we should horde crash it, get drunk on some chin brew, and show Theramore how to really party. Ain't nothing but a horde party, dude. <laughs> so... Uh, this week on the show, what we're going to do is we're going to pick a couple of topics. We're going to be talking about challenge modes and some of the uh, the recent news that's come out about them and some of the clarifications, the XP adjustments. Like, Jesus, we haven't had enough of those already uh, for Mr. Pandaria from 86 up to 90. Uh, we're going to talk about Brewfest, that being pushed back by a week, and what's happening with Corn Dime Brew. Uh, the, recently, there was a developer Reddit AMA. So we're going to be getting into that, and we're just going to be talking about some of the changes with 5.05 that came in. So James, challenge modes. These dudes are like, uh, yeah, we ain't nerfing these, and I think that was a bit of a surprise to some people. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure why a lot, like a huge part of the community was surprised by this. Um, they made it pretty obvious that challenge modes were going to be insanely difficult and hard. So people are under the assumption that a challenge mode is just going to be like a regular dungeon and they'll eventually get nerfed. Well, that's not the case. It's a challenge mode. They have leaderboards and stats and all kinds of good things. Uh, That way, you know, it will give that extra something to achieve from people that can or are capable of burning through the content too quickly without necessarily have to gate content. Yeah, because um, I think that was the worry for a lot of people is that they were like, okay, so as people, they they were looking at it in the same way as like say the Dragon Soul raids or uh, the Firelands raids, where they were like, okay, we're looking at the curve of the amount of players who've actually managed to complete the entire raid, and now we need to try and get more people through the gate. So they started adding in uh, in Firelands, like they just nerfed the shit out of each of the fights and they altered the mechanics. Whereas in Dragon Soul, what they did was they increased your your player buff and to what you got into us, and they maybe monkeyed around a little with a couple of the mechanics here and there for just some certain fights, and then sort of reduced the hate. HP uh, allowances and some other ones and I think a lot of people were looking at going okay so what are they going to do with challenge modes are they going to start uh, nerfing the requirements for those because there's not enough people getting through with the other ones and uh, I think an awful lot of people really didn't take Blizzard at the word that you know we want to keep these challenging it's why they exist it's why they're called challenge modes and I'm doing my giant air quotes challenge modes and so I think they were they didn't really take them at the word because you know we're so used to Blizzard and being yeah it's gonna be this and then uh, now we changed our mind yeah it's like the challenge runs are built to be extremely challenging and difficult it's it's something that you can do as many times as you want in a day there's no cap or lockout for them you can they announced that you can actually reset them inside the instance yeah so if you botch on the first boss or something 
you don't have to necessarily zone out and worry about any kind of possibility of zoned in to too many instances in a short duration or anything like that. So what happens if you reset it inside is it teleports everyone to the entrance inside the zone and then resets all the mobs and everything. You know, I can actually, just when you're sort of talking about that, the amount of times you're going to be be able to go through it and the rest of it, I can actually see an awful lot of high-end guilds uh, as they're recruiting people, taking them in with them as challenge modes as a way to see our people up to scratch. Because I can see a lot of high-end guilds running through those with their their top tier of raid players and seeing how good that they can uh, and how good they are moving through those particular uh, challenges that are presented from them and then using that to say okay look we'll take someone else with us who's a dps you know if this dude is shit hot he should be able to fit into this seamlessly because he shouldn't it should be like him and a and other people and knows what he's doing and knows what's expected of him and so i think i think that's where we're going to see challenge modes being used an awful lot especially because recently we just seen the paragon have said that they're going from 25 man down to 10 man because they had difficulty in trying to recruit quality people so i can see an awful lot of guilds using this uh, these uh, challenge modes for that potential yeah and there's a lot of different mechanics to give incentive for you know that kind well I'm sure it's not Blizzard's intent to try and have that, uh, well, what I'm, I'm thinking of, but it's kind of the same lines of selling like a ZA bear. Uh, if you complete the challenge mode, you can do it as many times as you want in a day. There's no lockout. So yeah. at the end of the challenge mode, you get Valor points. So I can see them technically running people through them specifically for certain unlocks for bronze, well, t- primarily to get gold. I can see selling Valor and things like that. As a, as a future standpoint for that. and I mean, that's yeah. all well and good, but it's ways that it might be exploited a little bit too much at the higher end. Uh, but I just don't... I, I was just kind of blown away from the community reaction of, what do you mean you're not going to nerf them ever? Because they said that there's going to be a ladder. Why would you have a ladder unless you're planning to reset the ladder like consistently over and over and over again for a standing... <laughs> if if you're gonna nerf it, you'll just wait to do it when it's nerfed, and then you can blow through it even faster. Yeah. So it has a lot of cool things with it. I'm I'm kind of looking forward really to the challenge modes because I have a lot of people that I work high end gaming with, and it will definitely be a great mechanic for recruiting, as you mentioned, because no longer you have to rely on like in an actual full on raid. And wasting a lockout or having to waste time, you can do something outside of raid time. You can have someone come in for something that's similar to like the safety dance and knacks. You'll be able to see how they move and react to situational awareness. Yeah, it'll be great because you'll be able to do this at a cross-realm thing, especially if you're cross-realm recruiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be able to see like how good people really are. I mean... Uh, uh, I think I think it's a far more useful tool, and like you said, I completely agree with you about the whole the economic side of it as well. Because as we've learned as we've gone on in World of Warcraft, especially the last two years, everything is for sale in World of Warcraft. Nothing is not for sale. Uh, so I can definitely see that, especially when we've seen people selling like uh, 2200 ratings in PvP and so on. I can definitely see people out there putting together groups so they can actually sell like gold ratings on this stuff. So yeah. definitely going to happen. Another good thing I'm really looking forward to in the challenge modes is that they're dungeons that you can use like your rocket boots and things during fights. Whereas they took that away 
during fights for if raiding. your rocket boots don't actually kill you first because yeah. there seems to be an awful lot of backfires on that actually mm. since um <laughs> in 504 people were saying that they've noticed they were backfiring more than normal yeah yeah and they apparently said that i think blizzard said that they did that intentionally so people stopped using them in fights <laughs> but you can you can use all your gadgets there's no restriction on items or anything like that so it's something that would be a lot of fun because coming from an in raid guild, you you start to get bored after the sixth, seventh, eighth week of clearing everything. So I wonder, are we going to see the return to the abuse of uh, pots like we used to have before they implemented that one pot per fight change? Are we going to see people rocking into challenge modes with bags full of health potions or mana potions and topping up completely along the way? Yeah, I... I mean, I don't really want that again. Of it. I mean, it might be the intent of it. I mean, if it's supposed to be something that's long and grueling process, that it's timed. So maybe that's what they want to do to try and burn some maybe some money out of the economy or something too. Yeah, I, I really hope they don't. Uh, I really don't want to get into <laughs> that scenario again. I like the scenario it is right now. Like, learn to manage your resources and not have to worry about <laughs> potions to shore it up. So the next thing we wanted to talk about this week is, uh, looks like we're probably going to take an XP adjustment yet again for Mr. Pandaria. Uh, one of the posts from the Blues, and for those who don't know who the Blues are, and you really should know who they are by now, these are the community mods, uh, people like and also people like Ghostcrawler as well. Uh, currently, they're saying that in uh, at level 86, there is 130 million XP, level 87, just close to 151 million, 88, 189.8 million, 89, 228.8 million, and at level 90, there is 275.6 million. You know, when I actually look at it in those terms, and right now, if I look at my bar, it says something like uh, 19 million XP for me to go 85 to 86, and then I'm looking at 130 million, and I'm wondering, you know, if I, if I, if I hadn't actually already gone through leveling uh, a 90 already in the beta, like... If I looked at that and I seen that, I literally shit my shorts. Yeah, they made a uh, significant decrease in the XP that was required between 87 and 90 mm. a while back. Um, and they adjusted it for 86 as well recently, I believe. Yeah, It's because they, they realized people were going to be leveling with very little or no rested XP. Mm. Uh, people won't have heirlooms. Um, and some people coming back to the game might not have a guild for any kind of guild leveling bonus. So they're tr it's still a hell of a lot um, of XP to try and get, but apparently they say that they've made it comfortable where you'll be able to get it. But I think on average it was taking people a week to two weeks of casual gameplay, like three to five hours a day, to get 90 yeah, I don't think a lot of people would see that as casual. But, you know, like, even when you looked at the, what they said, they were, like, the comments that they said, just on the numbers that I'd given there, they said, the fact is, most people are in guilds and do gathering along the way or run dungeons or use heirlooms or build up some rest. Some people only quest in groups and therefore are able to kill many more enemies per hour. Some only ever play solo. The values above, like the numbers I've just given, may get changed a little bit in the next two weeks, but only if it can be demonstrated that they are still too high. So I think this is sort of feeding into that uh, common theme that we're seeing at the moment from Blizzard. You know, we're only going to... 
we'll put it out and we'll see how much pushback we actually get. And, you know, if we get enough pushback, we'll take a take another view. And, and I can kind of accept that, it's, it, especially the whole thing with the number squish. It's like, yeah, we've done it. We know that it works. It kind of felt icky to us. But we know the numbers are getting ridiculous and we know they're getting out of hand and they're getting outrageous. But we're going to keep going until basically the player base screams at us, guys, enough already. Squish that bitch. Yeah, the the only thing that I can say and what I'm going to be doing is now that they remove the uh, the daily cap, um, is I'm going to do as many dailies as I can in a specific area. That way it'll be easy to fly around and turn them in. Um and hopefully that will give me at least a decent boost into 86, or if not very close to 86. Because that even for as much as I'm looking to play this, since I'm playing other games as well, it's it's going to be really rough. It's, it's going to take a while. You know, that's actually going to be my tip, is that on the day before it goes in, I am literally going to stack my entire quest log with nothing but level 85 dailies that have to be turned in as completed. So when it comes yeah. in, I'm just going to be like, hand in, hand in, hand. Because that's what I did the last time when I went from 80 to 85. And I got the guts of like a, a better, th- maybe up to maybe a quarter of a level out of it. And you know, that's a, that's a, that gave me like a decent head start. And then all it was was just basically 10 minutes of flying around and handing stuff in and getting that done. So uh, I'm going to do it. I mean, the next thing I'm going to be definitely doing is because I changed when I sort of leveled my paladin and retired my previous ones. I'm now on gathering uh, professions. So gathering professions, like especially if you're talking about mining, or you're talking about her uh, for your herb gatherer or your um, a, a skinner. You actually get a decent amount of XP every time you go and you you level up as well. So as I'm going through each of the areas and I'm performing all these profession tasks at the same time, I'm going to be getting my XP out of it too. Uh, and I think a lot of people are probably thinking along the same lines. Yeah, I got close to about a half a level. It feels like there might be more level 85 dailies now than there was level 80 dailies in Wrath. Almost um, definitely. Yeah, so it might be a little bit bigger of a chunk this time because, I mean, the only thing that I'm going to be doing is just going to Wowhead and then sorting by daily and level 85s and doing the 80, level 85 daily specifically, not wasting time with 84 because the 85 will be adjusted slightly when turned in. Um, instead of getting the, the huge amount of gold, you get insane amount of XP. Yeah, I think what we'll probably do is just as... We come up to the release of Mr. Pandaria on the 25th. I think what we might do is put together a special edition of the show just to give people a heads up. You know, this is a good way to give them a rundown of what is a good set of good things to do and to be prepared for to get you started so you get off on the right foot the second you land your ass in Pandaria. And I think we might do that on top of our regular show because it's only going to be a pretty short show at that point. And, you know, I think it's good for people to have these guides and just let them know what's going on and like how to get out there um, and to remove sort of the convolutedness of it. So, just off the, um, the next thing we wanted to talk about was the Brewfest and what's happening with our old buddy Corn Dyer Brew. So, uh, word is, 
uh, well, the guys in Blizzard are like, they think that Corrin's been working out with some bigger kegs and, you know, now he's going to be a level 90 boss to go and smash on top of us and they've kept the loot table the same, they've adjusted it to level 90 so there's going to be some nice trinkets in there. But they're also saying that they're going to push this back now by a week from normal uh, and you'll be able to access him as a fight for 89. Yeah, and, and I think that's really great. Um, having the expansion coming out and even though it's pushed back a week having Brewfest very close after launch yeah it'll give a pretty decent head start on loot or for, especially for people that aren't completely in a full in-game hardcore raiding guild um because obviously the loot will probably be it'll probably be epic level uh at least slight probably a couple of item levels lower than what you can get raiding but mm. still it'd be a pretty big boost um and with it being the same actual items, it'll give you an idea of what to build and what you need to use your valor points and such on before the brew fest. Yeah, because trinkets are uh, like the biggest complaint a lot of people had for Cataclysm was the way to get trinkets and getting trinkets was just so ridiculously painful and sort of needlessly painful in a lot of cases and you've seen guys who were running around in dragon stole dragon soul still running around with uh like eye level 359 vendor uh valor point or in this case like uh justice point trinkets because they couldn't get trinkets out of firelands because they couldn't get into firelands because firelands didn't have a um, a looking for a raid or a raid finder mode to us, or they weren't fortunate enough to be that any runs they managed to get towards the back end of it, they still didn't get a trinket out of it. And the molten front dailies just turned an awful lot of people off because of just the hugely grindy nature of it. So, and the randomness of the uh, trinkets for the I level 378 out of the Dragon Soul heroics was just horrible. So and I think they've kind of realized, you know what, we probably need to throw these guys a bone here, at least get them underway. Give them a, If we can get them a trinket, it might get them underway. But then you've got the other people who are like, well, you're kind of fucking welfaring stuff now. We're, we haven't even started the expansion and you're already welfaring players. Like, what's the deal, Blizz? Yeah, a lot of people do see it as welfaring. Um, but... Unfortunately, it might be something that they have to at least do this time. They have to Since... do it. I mean, they can't turn around and go, well, we're cancelling fucking Brewfest. Well, that that, and with the items being decent level and decent items, uh, there's a lot of da- like a lot of dailies to be done in, in uh, mm. MOP. And that's how you get a good majority of rep gear or just gear in general. So that obviously is going to turn people off of it. So, I mean, just like you mentioned with the Molten, the Molten Faction, the people just stopped doing it because it kept going on for so long and long and long. And It's 30 days of pain straight to actually go from, uh, to get right away from start to end. It's 30, like 30 days every single day of pain. And I think an awful lot of people got to maybe day 20 and went, you know what, you dudes are just busting my balls here, I've had enough. And I think it's a decent compromise because the items more than likely will be epic, but they won't be raid quality. They'll probably be the dungeon five-man dungeon quality, maybe even a little bit lower than that. But it's still some kind of compromise to give those people that are coming back and going to have a pretty struggling time if they're not a hardcore player. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it anyway. I always love Brewfest. One of, one of my favorite uh, sort of seasonal events in World of Warcraft always has been. <laughs> uh, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I love me some beer. I just love the event and the way it's structured, and it's it's just kind of really cool. So uh, earlier last earlier in the week, um, the Blizzard developers got together on Reddit and had an AMA and ask me anything, and people went and asked them anything, and they did in their droves. And there was some fantastic ones out there, and I think some of the standout ones from for me, like we'll do is I've got I've got two or three standouts here. So what I'll do is I'll jump into those. If you've got two or three standouts aside from them, we'll jump into them too. So I'll take the first of my three here, and the first one for me was that they. The updating character models is a high priority for them. And you know what? I really want them to do this. Yeah, with <laughs> I think it's something that's really due by this time. Um, specifically when they said, I think it was a question not too long ago, where the, someone was asking, why can't Hydras be tamed? And they specifically <laughs> said, because the model looks like crap. Yeah. So... It's something where they're due for a graphics upgrade that they could they could do without a huge performance hit. Um, even so, with a huge performance hit, they would still... I mean, they have a lot of customization you could do. So they could afford to bump up the character mapping and everything and yeah. make them look a lot better, especially the animations. Yeah, I think what they that's the other thing that uh, a lot of people may not be aware of. Some people are under the impression that they're literally just going to reskin the current ones. What they've actually said is they are literally rebuilding the models from the virtual skeleton upwards because reskinning isn't enough. And for anyone who's actually played through the uh, Pandaren starting area doing the before you actually get to uh, leave the wandering isle and then you choose your faction whether you're going horde or you're going alliance there is a set of quests in there and i'm not getting into any spoilers but you will come across an area where you get stands next to put a pandaren next to orcs and to torrens now next to torrens torrens don't look too bad against it when you stick an orc next to a pandaren it looks shit it looks like it's two completely different games from two completely different eras and i think it's good that's going to be hugely glaring for an awful lot of players when they roll a pandaren and they they have their pandaren walking around next to undeads undeads just look 10 times worse (laughs) blood elves actually don't look well i think they actually look terrible next to them because it really shows up the deficiencies in the Blood Elf models, but I think it, it, it from when you get into that and people start seeing it, I think the player base will become more overwhelmingly vocal about getting it done sooner. So I think, uh, but I know they're trying to balance this line of where you change something and people are like, oh, dude, you've that's my character from seven years and you just made him look fucking ugly. And it's like, no, it already was ugly, dude. And like, yeah, you've just learned to live with it. Um, but it's one thing that I'm really, really happy about. So. Uh, I know that they say that they want to make sure there's new animations and they want to put the same amount of effort into how they eat, they um, they display certain uh, tendencies, like whether it's smiles, whether it's the usual animations you see for hellos, waves, or any of that stuff. Uh, they want to make sure that the new, when they redo the current ones, they look more or less the same. So, James, what um, stood out for you from the list? So let's jump into your first of three on that list from the Reddit well, AMP. The... The list itself 
what they actually answered wasn't too major for me. Uh, one of the things I kind of liked that they at least mentioned was talking about the bugs with the cross realm zones. Um, <laughs> oh, and some yeah. Some of the tweaks that need to be made. But they didn't necessarily give any kind of timelines. It's just more so like, we're aware. We're sorry. So... At After least, 100 not like, pages, you'd think they would be. Yeah, it, it's it's something that at least they acknowledged in the AMA, where it's very easy on Reddit to just, like, not answer that question. So, at least it's something that they were willing to acknowledge and just not, like, kind of push off to a side and pretend it didn't exist, but they actually are working on it. Yeah. So, it's something that, you know, gave me a little bit of hope that it won't be a complete shit when leveling a panda a monk so <laughs> hopefully not i mean it, it yeah you're right i mean it's good that they did acknowledge it i mean and we kind of seen that the the engagement with this was um they're in constant engagement into the threads with the issues and especially that thread which balloons like 120 odd pages because we talked about this a lot on last week's show um so for anyone who like hasn't heard that go and check out episode three it was pretty awesome we talked about it it was good um so yeah, they have acknowledged it. Now, yeah, I know on Reddit and the AMA, they, there's a limited amount of time they have on that. So, I mean, you could get into it all day in it, but I'm glad to see that they didn't dismiss it either. Um, so my second one that I'd seen on this, which really kind of uh, caught my attention and made me super happy was the question that came up about what happened to the raid slash arena observer feature mentioned during BlizzCon 2011. And I was super happy to see this response. And it was, observer modes are still on our want list. It's just a question of when we get to it. So far, other features and changes have been higher priority, but hopefully one of these days we'll finally get it done. You know, I was happy to see that as opposed to, and no, we're not doing it. Yeah, they said there was a lot of things planned for uh, rated and unrated BGs and arenas. Um, something like an observer mode is something that probably should have been in place a long time ago. Yeah. I'm not sure why they haven't put that as a priority, especially with a lot of the esports, especially since they have arena games as an esport. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a lackluster system of how they watch arena games at the moment. So pretty much like from character angle or free camera through dev. Mm. And as lame as it sounds, people love watching in spectator mode and being able to have that free floating camera and, and watch it rather than just watching someone stream. Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh it's something that players have asked for, for a long time. Can we have uh, like spectator mode on raids can we expect more spectator mode on pvp uh, especially the arenas even just the bgs and i think a lot of people were hoping that maybe they could put it in for things like skirmishes or stuff like that but mm -hmm. you know hopefully they'll they, if they're like they're still working on it and they haven't gone dudes you can forget about it so i'm super happy so james uh second one for you that stood out or kind of caught your attention or at least piqued your interest um, another one that piqued my interest was the 25-man raids being kind of lackluster. Um, they mentioned that they actually acknowledge that they're not satisfied with how 25-man raids are going and being ran. Uh, that they're becoming less and less frequent because it's just becoming too difficult for people to get the full 25-man in mm. to do the expectations uh, simply because you can get the same exact loot from a 10-man. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's when a lot was, of people have said that. Yeah, when when there was a difference between ten man loot and twenty five man loot, you know, there's a reason to do both. There's a reason to only do one or the other, and there was a reason you know you stood out that you were doing twenty five man. So now twenty five man a lot of times might be a little no. Granted, there's situations where ten mans are harder due to cooldowns, but with them merging a lot of different class buffs with different classes, um, especially with things such like the haste buffs for buffs buffs for casters uh, being shared with like the spore bat for a hunter and things like that, um, it's becoming a little bit more difficult to do twenty five man because the increase in how much damage and how much life is more than that two point five ratio. Uh, so people, it's just easier to do a 10 man and get it done and over with, and you get the same shit. Yeah. And it really, really pisses off people. Like we mentioned earlier, Paragon has gone to 10 man. They lost a lot of players that were just bored a wow and went to other games or stopped playing video game, like this type of video game. And it's too much of a hassle to recruit up to a 25 man and other rating guilds see it every summer every summer there's always a dip in your roster a little bit it's a little bit of a struggle to find those fill-ins until someone decides to come back or to find someone exceptional yeah, exactly i mean we've seen this from a lot of uh the top rating guilds in the world where a lot of them were for- forced to focus on 10 man first for uh the last contents tier and then sort of work backwards and then sort of catch up with 20 while they were in the chase with people around 25s uh, and like I totally get what you're saying about like where they made the loots different, made the loots the same. But I think uh, one of the biggest arguments that I've seen from players is about the whole thing of casualization of World of Warcraft and the furtherance of that is that oh, ten man raiding is easier, and it's like no, it's not. Twenty five man hides an awful lot of shit, and it hides an awful lot of uh, problems that can occur in the middle of any sort of raid activity. If you lose uh, one DPS in uh, twenty five man, a lot of the times you can sort of squeeze more out and you can make up for that, unless it's something that's super tight, like say uh spine uh heroic spine on the deathwing encounter you know pre nerf slash buff whatever you want to call it but on 10 man if you lost a dps on that you were screwed straight away yeah and there's an awful lot of fights that are like that where if you lose one player from your group of players apart from your tanks you can pretty much try and make something out of it if you lose it on 10 man that's it it's like game over dude yeah and also with the 10 man kind of fits really well with the you know wow always has clicks in your larger guilds like people that do things together and 10 man makes it a little bit more easier to consistently do that it just seems a lot more convenient to do 10 man because in 25 man it's either incredibly too easy Mm. or it's just impossible because you have you know 10 pros and 15 shit dicks so. <laughs> you know you, you, it's true it, it's something that happens a lot um one sort of just to get into this a bit further the third one for me on that came up on this list is uh when they actually the whole thing about professions and professions is something you know from the conversations that yourself myself have said i have a huge fucking bugbear around professions in world of warcraft and i'm glad to see that someone actually you know threw one of my major arguments about it into that and they said professions crafting in wow is not something i enjoy doing a lot but often feels mandatory 
or at least needed to be able to sustain the stuff I want to actually do in game. And that has been an argument for me for a very long time. And, you know, the response in the Reddit thread was, you know, we totally agree. There are tons of cool things that can, we can and should be pursuing to make our profession's gameplay much more interesting. This is something we'd love to tackle. So at least I, I was glad to see that there is an acknowledgement of that. My biggest beef with uh, the whole profession side of thing is that you're you're almost actually in a lot of times forced into professions, whether you... To want to compete economically in World of Warcraft, in a lot of cases you don't have a choice uh, because you can't actually be effective in the game because so much of the game is turned into, well, you can it's for sale on the auction house or where you get those groups of raiders who go in and they get the crafting mats and they get in and decide, you know, the first set of gears and to be competitive is you've got to be able to at least throw up 50k in gold for like a pair of legs or, or a pair of boots or something, which is just ridiculous so and it's it does almost feel mandatory it it is a completely not fun at all yeah i think there's a lot of things they could do to try and make it a little more um friendly to Mm. want or give an incentive to craft rather than it just becoming a necessity kind of like grinding out that rep for that head enchant oh thank Uh, god that shit is gone especially for people that want to min max i mean if you want to min max your main raider you're probably going to be like a jewel crafter for the extra epic gems and things like that or exactly or be a tailor for the specific cloak enchant and it's something that helps you min max and if you don't have it people are just going to look down on you and be like whatever you're nerd yeah um if you're like if you, you that's exactly it you're so right like if you're a druid tank you are almost expected that you should have either leather working you know for that 130 stam increase just to give you that uh that bit of extra cushion which goes on the bracers or you're expected to be a jewel crafter so you can take the three uh higher ends gems that give you that or you're expected to be something which contributes directly to it and i think it forced an awful lot of players like casters you're almost forced into being a tailor or a jewel crafter to to create the shortfalls now especially now that mages can create and cast and uh enchanters can create the staffs like again you're i think with the even the inclusion of those you're kind of forcing uh people who are enchanters because staffs are a bitch to get your hands on um especially after 333 for in cataclysm so then when they threw these in it was a case or the 346 ones if you were able to get those in any case like that you're forced into this and yeah. i think when they do things that force you into uh being compulsory in other parts of the game it goes against their statement of well the reason we removed head and chance is because it forced people to have to play certain areas of the game just so they could get their exact head rep and it's like well if you're going to take that logic you're doing the same fucking thing with your professions well they then went back and kind of revised that statement of saying that there was no alternative to a head and chance that's why there's still other things but then that doesn't really make sense because if you want to get a head enchant through rep you, you would have to still you know do leather working at that point yeah but that's what that's what became their new focus what why they did it was that there was no alternative means but uh anyways my my last is is the best one that i i saved it's the one that most um gave me more hope from up uh, especially with the Theramore event being a scenario, mm-hmm. 
was that they announced that, or they feel that, you know, Mr. Pandera is their best storytelling expansion and that there's going to be more things, uh, larger world events, uh, more frequently, uh, interactive stories uh, without phasing, and cinematics like the Wrathgate. Um, oh, do you know what? I actually and, missed that from the Wrathgate event. Do you remember the uh, the Undercity phase? Yeah. I wish the fuck they'd never remove that. Because I actually, when, I've oh, out, when oh, I did wow. my Paladin, I am actually one of those nerds who I'm like, no, I don't care if there's account-wide achievements. I want them on my Paladin. I'm not happy. Because I went so I went and did them. And when I went in to play that, I went through the quest chain that's up there in uh, Dragonblight Forest. And then I get to the point where it's like, ding, you've just got the Wrathgate achievement. And I'm like, where the fuck is the the event? Where's the Undercity thing? That was cool. <laughs> and so I'm kind of glad in one respect. I know we talked about scenarios and the Theramore scenario, why they're doing this as a scenario rather than a world event. But I'd love to see stuff like that back in the game because that was awesome fun. Yeah, because if you're new or if you play through it like RP style, it's something that you're expecting to be in there because you leveling 1 to 90 soon is supposed to be linear in the time frame, um, even though the Cataclysm changed the zones, Mm -hmm. which kind of broke that mold a little bit, but that's what they wanted it to be intent. I know it was like huge con- tra- controversy when the cataclysm happened because it's changing the old zones for people that are supposed to be starting back in the old days when we originally started, like it's supposed to give them that feel when leveling through all the content. Um, but it, it was a big announcement for me that they acknowledged that they're going to be still doing those larger scale events uh, that's the main reason why I ever played WoW was huge story aspects. I love the Warcraft story, uh, lore, and everything that goes along with it. I don't real. I mean, they might be saying that they're going to be telling the story the best in this expansion in-game, but I don't think it's going to be the best storytelling from all, all the lore in WoW. I think they more so meant that as a statement as the best storytelling in-game. Yeah, I mean, it's I completely agree with you with that. I mean, uh, the complaints about like Cataclysm, we could go, literally, Jesus, dude, we could nearly do a couple of episodes on uh, on that itself because it's, it's just so many complaints that people have had about it. And you and me have talked about it. We've got so many beefs with the, with this expansion as a whole. Uh, but you know what? We're not going to get into it. So we're going <laughs> to... We're going to try and stay on track. So we're going to move into the final topic that we want to discuss on the podcast this week. And that was the patch 5.05 that's due. And it's going to be a list of hotfixes. Now, there's a couple of bits and pieces in this, which I'm actually quite interested in. Uh, For me, the chess encounter in Karazhan. And people are like, dude, it's Karazhan. Karazhan is still a fun place to go. It's one of the most popular places that people keep saying, dudes, can you please bring this back? We had so much fun with this. Yes, we know we bitched at you for rehashing content. If you bring this back at a higher level raid, we're not going to bitch at you because we fucking love it. And they're actually fixed that, so now you can actually go back in and solo it. Yeah, yeah. And it brings a lot of nostalgia along with that the encounters inside of Karazhan were amazing. Um, it's it's probably the most fun 
a probably short instance because you can run through it pretty quickly. I mean, short as in like time period that it takes. Um, Have you ever tried doing um, taking taking a group of guys in and actually going in and doing a naked run on us where you just basically either go in in all white gear or you actually just go in as a naked run with just a weapon only? It's freaking awesome. It's still like a load of fun to actually do. Because yeah, the only reason I'd, I'd suggested doing that is that you remove the element of, well, I've got all this extra stam and this HP and I've got all this extra mana and all these extra sort of my primary stats and my secondary stats aid me, where you actually just come down to the pure thing of your character. You don't really get to use as much of your overpower as possible, but it's still like... There's parts of that that are still actually a challenge. Like the, uh, unless you actually get them right, especially in a five-man group, you can still find yourself wiping fairly quickly. Yeah, we we necessarily didn't ever do like a naked run for it. Um, the whenever we needed to make things interesting, we'd always have like our main tank or off tank take off their pants, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly they would get hit for almost all their life, <laughs> and that would, that would be the fun. That that's what made uh, things fun for that holy paladin. That back in BC, press two buttons. We had a tank who loved to do that in uh, Ice Crown towards the end, where he'd literally just only have his gloves, his belt, and his boots on, and maybe his weapon. He wouldn't even have a cloak, a chest, or his pants on. <laughs> it used to be just really funny. We're looking at him because the whole thing with like uh, Ice Crown, as a lot of people remember, is that. The bosses just used to hit like a freaking truck and the whole thing would be that it, the whole thing was about absorbing that critical hit. So, uh, And you had some tanks that were maybe up to 50, 60k, which was considered a lot. I know my Death Knight tank was inching around 58.5 to 59 at one point. But uh, for those guys, when they start taking it off and you've got those big critical hits coming in, you could just yeah. see the pain. But you know what? It was kind of fun, but it just kind of got to that. Um so yeah, I was really happy to see the Karazhan change coming in. The Halion thing, you know, I think a lot of people still haven't seen Ruby Sanctum. A whole lot of people still haven't seen that. I know a lot of people were like, oh, but when you guys moved between Wrath of the Lich King and Cataclysm, you gave us Ruby Sanctum and you didn't give a shit this time. Well, guess what? A lot of people didn't actually fucking do Ruby Sanctum. And still to this day, people still haven't freaking done it. Yeah, when Ruby Sanctum came out right before the end of Wrath... Um, I think on my server, or my guild was the only one that like actively actively did it when it was released content. It they kind of ended up doing some. Uh, thank God it was short, but uh, it was something that they released kind of late, kind of how they did uh, Nax Ramus and Vanilla. Mm. They released it like a couple weeks before the next, you know, big expansion and. And it just kind of went away because no one did it. It was it no was one extremely it hard. It you know it's still <laughs> challenging. I like I would challenge anyone to go in there, take twenty five people off your realm who you would consider to be well geared and have actually progressed nicely. Take them in there as a pug into do Halion twenty five in heroic mode. I guarantee you, you wipe and you wipe at least five times. Yeah, people don't understand lasers. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, I, no, no, no. <laughs> my personal favorite is you know. Stay outside. Don't stand in fire. You know, the, the very basics of this game, like from vanilla onwards, you know, fire bad. Don't stand in it. Yeah, or not realizing that they had the debuff and didn't run out, or someone cleansing the debuff for some ungodly reason before they're out of the group. Yeah. It was always fun. <laughs> 
I mean, the only other changes from 505 is, uh, as James kind of alluded to earlier, is there is an awful lot of bug fixes that are going in there relating to things that they couldn't actually hotfix since the release of 5.04. They've also just made like a, a couple of slight changes to the classes, like Druid's Dash uh, got a bit of a change. So now the intended speed bonus after shifting in and out of cat form actually happens. Feral Stealth is more effective. As a couple of people had complaints about that, that their Feral Stealth may as well not have existed. Hunter Camouflage, that's got a bit of a change as well. They say like it's no longer going to be cancelled when an effect causes it to be cancelled on the Hunter Pet, which some people had a problem with like when their pets were getting hit with something it was pulling them out. Uh, Mage's Combustion will no longer ignore target damage multipliers when calculating the damage. It's a mage. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I've, just, I've just angered a whole the, portion of the, po- of the population there with that. Yeah, like the biggest one is probably a light well. Because yeah. I've, I've been that dick in a pug <laughs> just clicking the shit out of the white well oh, you have to get rid of it. Because... <laughs> Because I didn't want someone to come close to doing my healing numbers or something like that. James, you're so not in a pug, you just you? click the hell out of it. Yeah, I, I'd do that shit like crazy. <laughs> Especially if some kid or some shit that came in there and be like, "Watch my numbers!" Everybody click the white well. And, and you're just like, like, "I'm glad." Yeah. Didn't give a shit if people started wiping. I know I could keep myself in the tank up at least. You know what, there's one change in here, and I know we're on the level 85 Undead Rogue podcast, but Rogue Stealth has been made more effective. Really? Did they really need to fucking do that? Honestly, like, as a dude who plays a rogue as well, do they really, really, really need to make Rogue Stealth more effective? I mean, we are numero uno when it comes up to sneaking up behind players and shiving the bejesus out of them. I think it might have been more of a, a fix for PvE. It might be a situation where there's a lot more uh, higher level mobs in a certain area than you, or I'm a waiting lot more for the complaints. Mobs, maybe I'm waiting for but, the complaints for the uh, the epic quest line. Oh, you you made stealth more effective, and you're making the the pursuit for the uh, for the uh, the legendaries easier. Blah. I'm waiting for that QQ to kick off. Yeah, so it, it's something that I think was strictly PVE, but. I, I don't know why. I mean, there might have been a bug of some sort, but it doesn't really seem like it should bother because I barely see rogues now when I'm in that arena, like hoping to see him get close to me before he actually does anything because he's an idiot. But now it's a little bit less of that chance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up with like a, a legendary buried in your ass. Um, so you know what we're going to end the show but we're going to talk about two things that people need to keep an eye out for uh, this coming Tuesday September 18th at 6pm CST uh, the Blizzard developers Greg Street, Ion Hazacostas, Corey Stockton and Dave Kozak are going to be up on Best Buy doing a chat over there so make sure you head over there and hit that up that's going to be pretty cool It's uh, and for those who don't know and have been living under a rock somewhere or, or not near an interwebs you know, Ghost Crawler, aka Greg Street, has actually joined the Twitterverse, so you can follow him on Greg T Street. So make sure you do. James, is there anything else people need to keep an eye out for? Uh, the Panda Mini Pet is on sale for a oh, week. Oh yeah, fifty percent off. You know what's great to have a little baby panda running next to you, doing all kinds of crazy kung fu moves while you're busting up heads as a monk. 
Yeah, five bucks so you can actually, when you roll a female panda or a male panda, you can RP that you've got a kid because a little panda will be running alongside your panda. You can RP parentage. How awesome is that? Yeah, and then that sale actually ends on September 17th uh, at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go and throw five bucks. You know you're only going to waste it on a slice if you can get a slice for five bucks. <laughs> Get a whole pizza here for five bucks. We have Little Caesars. You have no <laughs> idea what that is. <laughs> I do actually. So it's yeah, scary. Yeah. scary yeah. Ready, five buck pizza. It's delicious. <laughs> you know, James has just completed his uh, his work for the day in plugging Little Caesars. Good work. Yep, five buck hot and ready. <laughs> you know what? And on that hot and ready, you know, we'll catch you guys hot and ready next week for the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to this week. And so, my dearest Fleshy, your time here at the gallows' end has come. What are we if not forsaken? But until next time, embrace the shadow. <laughs>